Welcome. You are about to listen to a destiny-changing message preached by Pastor David at Caris Phase 2. Caris Phase 2 is our revival-seeking youth ministry where young people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Be blessed as you listen. When you know who Christ is, you'll be able to be an effective Christian. Colossians chapter 1. I actually want to read from verse 13. But when you look at the structure of verse 13, you know that it doesn't make sense from the beginning. You don't start with who. Who has? So that means the conversation is going on. Sometimes it's better to go and find out who the who is talking about. And then, so that's, that's the main reason why we might have to go to verse 12, just in case we will find out who the who is talking about. So verse 12 says that giving thanks unto the Father, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meat. Doesn't mean you have become meat, food. That's, that's King James. Made us suitable. Okay. Who has made us meat to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light? So this is loaded with a lot of um, revelation. The saints are in the light. Sinners are in the darkness. Saints are in the light. Sinners are in the dark. So in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. Be ye therefore followers of God as dearly as, the, as dear children. Verse 2. And walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given himself for as an offering sacrifice. Um, <coughs> sacrifice to God for his sweet smelling. So he said we should walk in love as Christ. Now for him to tell us to imitate. Verse 1. Imitate. Oh, okay. Therefore... Be imitators of God. What? Someone said you should imitate God. Uh, uh, no, no. You are being told to imitate God. Think about it. You, you should imitate God. Ah. You mean I should imitate God? On what premise? Me? I mean you? Even to do church, you are struggling. <laughs> and then now they say imitate God. That, that tells you that, one, if you are supposed to imitate something, you must see it. See what you are supposed to imitate. You must know about what you are supposed to imitate. Because if you don't know about what to imitate, how can you imitate? When I used to draw <clears throat> those times, sometimes you, we had the tracing paper and you put it on an object, then you can just imitate or follow, trace the outline. By the time you finish, you've got at least a decent outline, appropriate outline. So you can't trace anything you can't see. You can't imitate a God you can't see, a God you don't know. And first of all, you are supposed to imitate God not as fellow citizens, not as fellow human beings, but as dear children. You see, a child has the DNA of the father. That is the only reason why the Bible can make ask us to imitate God. Because you can't imitate, a dog can't imitate you in singing. Some of you have dogs at home. You didn't bring them, the dog to church to come and do praise and worship. Or you want, you want the dog to learn to play the instruments? You want the dog to join ashes? No, you can't ask, a, but actually you can ask a three-year-old girl to imitate the usher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because of nature. 
The nature the person has is why what makes them able to imitate. So when we, they say we should imitate God, that means that there is a na- the nature of God in us that makes us have the ability to imitate God. The first thing you should realize that we have the nature of God. And for us not to be in doubt, he said, as dear children. Being the child of God, not everybody is a child of God. Everybody is a creation of God or a creature of God. It doesn't mean everybody is a child of God. Some people say, oh, but we are all children of God. Hey, please. Before you open that your mouth to say that, you must know what, what you're talking about. We are, what, do, you, do you know what it means to be a child? A child is someone who has the DNA of the other. So you, when you talk about child, that's why God is father. Before Jesus came on earth to live, God was not father to anybody. The Jews didn't see him as their father. They saw Abraham was their father, not God. And God was their God. But the God who is our God wants to be our father. So when Jesus, they asked him to teach us how to pray, Matthew chapter 6, he said, verse 9, when you pray, say, our father. There's a certain relationship that he came to introduce us to. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, for those he predestined, also free for new, he predestined to be conformed into the image of what? So those he those he foreknew, he predestined, and those he, pre, he predestined, so he predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. Why? Why? Why is there in the text? Why? <laughs> so the reason why we are con- we are predestined. Oh, come on! Before you became born again, your destination has already been preed, wow. and your destination is that you be conformed into the image of the son of God so that when they see you, they don't even have to say, you can just that you are just like his son. That's our destination. I know you were sinning. I know you are bad. I know you were into all kinds of things. But even when you were sinning, even when you were into drugs, even when you were doing all that porn, and when you are doing all sleeping around, still your destination is not where you are. Your location is not your destination. God has planned that one day you'll be conformed. Oh, come on, I feel like preaching. One day you'll be conformed into the image of his son. Image of... So... God used to have only one son. For God so loved the world that he gave his. But sorry, now it has changed. He doesn't have only one son. He doesn't have only one son. He has many sons. So his only begotten son now has many brethren. To be conformed into the image. Say image. image. Say image. Image. You remember tracing, <coughs> imitation. You have to see the image so you can. We all with unveiled un, un faces, beholding Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. We all with unveiled faces, the faces have been veiled, beholding us in the glass or us in the mirror, are being transformed into the same image, 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 image. So for you to be imitated, you must behold. In order to imitate. So he says that for, uh, but when Jesus resurrected from the dead in the book of John, chapter 20, he said, Go and tell my brethren, I think verse 17, go and tell my brethren. Huh? He told Mary Magdalene, verse 17, Jesus said, do, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go and tell my brethren. Huh? For the first time he called his disciples brothers. <gasps> Jesus had brothers. Not James. No, no, no. Not the natural brothers. How do you know it's not the natural brothers? Why don't you also finish reading the text before you ask me that question? Go, <laughs> go and tell my brethren. I go, I go and tell my, uh, go and tell my brethren. I am ascending to. And so this is not talking about his natural brethren. Jesus had natural brothers and sisters. Okay, mm-hmm. he had natural brothers and sisters. When you read um, Mark chapter six, he says, "Is it not?" Uh, or, or even look. Is this not the carpenters? Luke chapter 4, verse 23, there about. 
Is this not the carpenter's son? Are they not his brothers, Joseph? They mention his relatives, his brothers and sisters. Mark chapter 6, from I think um, 3 there, and then Luke, Mark chapter 3. Is this not the carpenter, the, the, the son of Mary, and his brother, what? James, Joseph, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, okay? Judas is the same as Jude. His brother, Judas, and Simon. So they, they knew him. So now, when he said, go and tell my brethren, he wasn't talking about James, Joseph, Judas. But he said, because James, Joseph, Judas, they didn't share the same father as Jesus. Their father was Joseph the carpenter. But Jesus Christ, his father was God the father. As soon as he resurrected from the dead, he said, something has changed. Those people who have put their faith in me, John chapter 1 verse 12 has taken effect. John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become, ah, hallelujah. He just gave them the right. You have been given the past. Now you are, you can become. He gave them the right. So when he resurrected from the dead, they, they, before the grave, no one could be the child of God. Okay. But after the grave, now, the spirit that was in Jesus, the life, became a life-giving spirit. So he began, began to enter his believers. <clears throat> and his believers became his brethren. <laughs> became his brothers. So, uh, Romans, as we read, he says, for those he foreknew, he predestined, okay, also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. Why? So that he will become the firstborn amongst many of us, but he's still the first. He's still the, the protos. He's still the first. The first there doesn't only mean the one who is ahead. The first also means the prototype. So then, it's the, it's, when they are building cars and stuff, they build the first one, the model, and then they use that one to clone. Oh. So Jesus Christ is the original, and then we are all like many, 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 many. So he, he is the first among the, amongst many brethren. So he becomes the firstborn amongst many brethren. So we are the many brethren. In Hebrews chapter 2, he said, I will declare your name amongst my brethren. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12. He says, saying, I will declare your name to my Jesus, this is Jesus talking. I will declare your name to my brethren. Now he has brethren. And the word assembly there, in the midst of the assembly, assembly there means church. The church falls as Jesus' brothers. Shout Hallelujah! So you be careful how you treat church people. Wow. Yes. Yes. Be careful how you sleep with them. Sorry, what did I say? Be, ca- <laughs> be careful. Be careful, be warned. Because you are making Jesus' brother lose his ministry. You are making Jesus' sister lose her ministry. Be careful. But Ephesians chapter 5 says that we, um, we should imitate God as uh, Dear children, we are supposed to imitate God. Don't forget, we will come to that. Because you, we, if we have to imitate, imitate God, uh, John chapter 1, um, or John chapter 4, verse 24, and then First John chapter 4, verse 12. I think I prefer the First John chapter 4. But this John 4, 20, it says God is a spirit. But First John chapter 4, verse 12, it says that, eh? shall we read it out loud, please? That's that, just that bit. One more time. No one has seen God. One more time. No one has seen God at any time. Louder. No one has seen God at any time. So why are you asking me to imitate? Why are you asking me to imitate a God that hasn't been seen and cannot be seen? Why can't he be seen? Because John chapter 4 verse 24 says, God is a spirit. He's a spirit. How can I imitate? I'm not a spirit. How can I imitate a spirit? So that becomes a problem. So why is he asking us to imitate a spirit? Let's go back to Colossians, where we started from. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. Did I start from 12? Mm-hmm. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. That means that the saints are in the light. Number two, we are qualified 
to be, uh, sorry, the saints have inheritance. Inheritance. And you have to be qualified to be partaker of the inheritance. And who does the part, uh, qualification? God is the one who qualifies us. So God looks at you and he says, mm, good, well done. You are qualified. Go and partake of the inheritance. Some of the inheritance on the earthly level, on the earthly normal mundane level, is health. Is progress. Is blessings. Is prosperity. Is peace of mind. Is things working, all things working together for your good. I was talking to somebody who is in hospital this morning. He's in hospital and I was talking to the person and I said, the person was so not happy that uh, you can't be in church. You won't really want to be, this is a church guy. I said, sometimes we forget to recognize that when the Bible says Romans chapter 8 verse 28, who remembers what's there? So when the Bible says that all things work together, it actually means exactly what it says. Not only good things, all things. So even you be in hospital, God didn't plan it, but it's going to work for your good. So when you are, I was telling him, now that you are in hospital, you are on the hospital bed, remember the scripture. You will not understand it, but remember the scripture. Because if it must go according to your decisions, if all things work good according to your decisions, by now you would, you would know. Because some of you have eaten some food that gave you running tummies. It didn't work well for you because your decisions are not reliable. Your expectations are not. So you want, if it were, so you decide, me, I'm going to be in church. But circumstances have kept you in church. So we can't leave everything to your decision. So sometimes God must even, even allow, sometimes allow the devil to be God's devil. If the devil wasn't behind it, how would Jesus die? But Jesus needed to die. He must be betrayed. The devil must instigate someone to betray him. Wow. So the devil said, uh, God said, my, come, let me use you, devil. Foolish devil, let me use you. <laughs> Go and inspire uh, Judas. <clears throat> so the devil entered Bible and Satan entered Judas. Entered Judas. And he did a job. Because sometimes the devil is God's devil. Oh, yes. And that's too strong philosophically and theologically mm. by just taking on a face value. If you think too much, into, I'm, wrong, I'm right. If you think yeah. too much, you go round, round, later and find out that what he said is true. Just like the people went to the moon to go and look for God. Those who went to the moon, they wanted to look for God. Meanwhile, Sunday school, you know it already. You don't need request signs to know where God is. God is in heaven. They went, they came back, they realized it's not, it's not there. <laughs> so, wrong address, yes. <laughs> So sometimes you spend a lot of time and money and effort to find out what you already know. <clears throat> so I'm just telling you that sometimes uh, the devil is God's devil. But back to what we're talking about. So Jesus Christ, we have, when you are a believer, you have an inheritance in Christ. Say, I have an inheritance. I have an inheritance. And some of the inheritance is good marriage. But I know Christians, I mean, even know pastors who are not having good marriage. There is a way to assess the inheritance. That's right. If you follow God's blueprint, you end up, you get God's promise. Okay, let's go back to the text. We said 12, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. He has made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in Christ. Verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. King James, who has, who has delivered us from the power of darkness? So that means that if you are in Christ, darkness doesn't have power over you. What does that mean? That addiction can be broken. Should be broken, actually. You are in chains willingly. You can't be in Christ 
and be, be in chains or involuntarily. If you are in Christ and you are in chains, it's voluntary. Your shackles are, have been permitted by you. Because if you are in Christ, he has delivered you from the power of darkness. <laughs> because you have been delivered from the power of darkness, that addiction can be broken. You should be able to get out and say, no, why are you even staying this? Well, I'm no more, I'm just walking free. And you're actually free. Because he who... You are actually free. But you have not taken advantage of your freedom. Galatians chapter 5 in NIV verse 1. He said that it is for freedom why Christ has set you free. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. He set you free to be actually free. It is for freedom. He set you free for freedom, not for bondage. It's for freedom why Christ. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Someone say, I am free. I am free. I know some of you couldn't say it because of the masturbation. But you're actually free if you're in Christ. So you are in that crisis because you have permitted it. Because he has delivered us from the power of darkness into the kingdom. Kingdom, the, the Greek word is basilia, which is the rulership. So now, into the rulership, the one ruling in your life is Christ. And if Christ is ruling in your life, can you imagine a good prime minister? A good ruler who will make a happy people. Bible says that when the righteous prospers, the city rejoices. But when the wicked perish, people are happy. When the righteous, and can you imagine when Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate righteous man, if he's in authority in your life, you come, you, your life will not be sorry. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. When the righteous are in authority, give me King James. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear through, people mourn. The reason why some of you say, I feel like I'm not happy. I'm not, because Satan is controlling your life. When Satan is the wicked one, Bible calls Satan is the wicked one. Anytime you see in the Bible, the wicked. Or the wicked one, actually. The wicked one is talking about Satan. He said, a good man went to sow good seeds. Matthew chapter 13. A good man went to sow good seeds. And then when men slept, from verse 25, Matthew 13. He said that the enemy came and sowed this. So, a good, let's go back to verse 23, somewhere there, 24. Probably told them that King of God is like a man who sows good seed. Good seed, and when men slept, the enemy went and sowed tears. When Christ is in charge of your life, your life is in order. My pastor, I'm born again, things are not going well. My exam didn't turn out. But you didn't study. It's not the Holy Spirit wrote the exam. So go back and study and see if it won't go well. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. Satan can't just reign in your life yeah. when you are born again. I've been having nightmares. Watch. Are you reading your Bible? Are you listening? Is the music you have been listening to is making, giving you the nightmare? It's giving you the nightmares. So you are struggling, you are born again, but some things are still running in your life. You are allowing, you, are, you have given the doorway, you have opened the access way for the enemy to come in. God, when you are, why is it that you're having, I don't have it? Yeah. I don't have nightmares, I don't have bad dreams. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't have them. I don't have them. It's not because I'm better. Some of these things are demonic. Yeah. And it happens to Christians a lot of the time. Because attacks. But when these things are constant, that means that you are, op you are opening a doorway for it. Okay. So you have to begin to shut some doors. Yes. Maybe the things you've been watching. 
Some of you, the, one of the dangerous things you can do to yourself is to be sleeping and some wrong music is playing. Yeah. And you are asleep, but this is playing. It's playing. He said, I am asleep, but I am still awake. So when you are asleep, watch this. What is very important? I, I sleep, but my heart wakes. What is important is that when you are asleep, there's a part of your body, your being, that is still not asleep. Yeah. But unfortunately, when you are asleep, you are not in control. So your spirit, the gateway is open, but you are not in control. But when you are not asleep, Sometimes you can be listening to some, you know when you're watching some movie and you don't like some things, you can even block your mind. Even if they are swearing and it's offensive for you, you can block your mind, you don't accept it. But when you're asleep, you are not in control. So when you're you asleep, the gateway is open. That's why when you're asleep, someone can come and take your watch. Someone can come and take your phone. And if they have your password, they can check what you have been watching on it. When you're asleep, but when you are asleep, you are not in control. And some of you, you are asleep and all kinds of... That's why when I am sleeping, I intentionally let my phone be playing. I charge it anyway. So it will be playing the Bible on tape. Matthew is playing. You are asking, how do you remember scriptures? I'm always exposing myself to scriptures. And I always talk about scriptures. So that's how I remember it. You have to practice what I practice before you begin to wonder what... But... So, what is the gateway? Sometimes the things you are watching, the friends you are, the company you are keeping is making you vulnerable. So, you are wondering why I am freer than you. I am not any freer than you in reality. But in practice, I enjoy my freedom more than you. Because of the things you keep exposing yourself to. You're wondering why you're struggling with porn? What you're feeding yourself with will determine the nature of your bondage. Some of us, the books you have been reading are not good for you. You've been reading all kinds of novels. It's not good for you. It's not healthy for you. You don't know. You, you see, it's like you want to go this way, but something is pulling you that way. Yeah. And you are supposed to be a free man, a free woman, a freed man and a freed woman. But your lifestyle seems to be like you are in bondage. Wow. Uh, please, if you are not in Christ, I'm not talking about you. As for you, you are in bondage. <laughs> yeah. You are in bondage. It's only Christ who sets free. Nothing can set you free outside of Christ. So if you are not in Christ, you are in crisis. So when I finish, I'll pray for you so that you can also be in Christ. Is it a good idea? When I pray, it works. So better allow me to pray for you. Because the direction your life is heading is not good. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the rulership, the basileal, the of the son of his love, or his dear son. Verse 14. I like this. In whom? In, who is the whom talking about? Christ. In Christ, we have redemption through his blood. New King James, so we can get the his into there. In, in whom we have redemption through Christ's blood. And forgiveness. Last week, I spoke extensively about forgiveness of sin. Remember? We have forgiveness of sins. We have redemption. Let's take redemption to be something that you have been recovered. Okay, so recovery, AA. Your car is broken down. You were driving and it was snowing. If you drive through, you know, the first time I drove in the snow, I, I believe me, it can't be, I, can, I won't sleep. I won't sleep. I think it was a few days to my wedding. We were going to Finchley. For I was taking some of the bridesmaids to go and take measurements of their dresses. So Finchley, and it, was, it has snowed. No, a few weeks to my wedding, not a few days, I think, something like that. We're driving. I mean, I knew we had two cars. The other guy was struggling. I said, look at this guy. Me, I was struggling. <laughs> That's the first time I realized that the snow is so slippery to drive in. I'm going one way and the car is going another way. 
uh, once I was so scared because I lost control. I got believe in my driving skills. I'm so good. I'm, I'm so good. I believe I'm so good. If fire service or ambulance service or the police sees me, they will want me to come and train them. I, 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 had, I had this confidence in my driving because I wasn't so experienced. If you have been experienced on the road, you know that your level, that's why when you are young, your confidence is so high. When you are young, you are in your very vulnerable state. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you think your future is fine. Yeah. When you are young, your level of regrets is slow. Yeah. The older you get, more regrets, and you knew you should have. When you grow, you find out that you should have done this differently. Yeah. You should have taken your math seriously. Yes. You should have taken your education seriously. Yeah. I thought I'm a, a good driver. <laughs> no, it's not about good driver. It's about health and safety. Precaution. You have to know when not to drive and when not to go into some places. But the problem is that if we are not careful, we will assume that I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, only to realize later that you have always never been fine, but you didn't know. There is a way to go about life. It's very important. Other than that, you, can, you have become a Christian and you are still operating in bondage because you are not pr- practicing the means to enjoy your freedom in Christ. He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now look at the, the next verse because I have to go there. And that's already Allah. Let's go. That's where I have to end. This one, this is where I was coming to. That's where I spoke about imitation. That he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. He becomes the clone. Oh, sorry, he's become the prototype. And we are all following his image. Bible says that, I know he said, imitate God. How can you imitate a God you can't see? So you need an image. Where is the image of God? Ah, God has got that. Because God is actually invisible. You can't see him. However, he chose to make himself visible. He made himself real. Hallelujah. And he says that the God you can't see has made himself like somebody you can see, like you. So you can have somebody to imitate. Not just imitate, so that he can also be the firstborn amongst many of us, the brethren. The Greek word for image, please put it on the screen. The Greek word for image is icon. Many English words are from somewhere. Many English words in the English dictionary or vocabulary are from Greek, Latin particularly, Latin and French. Most of it is Latin, and most French words have Latin origin or Greek origin. Uh, Majority of English words are all from somewhere. Majority of them. So Greek, Latin. uh, So when you see icon, icon is actually the way you pronounce a certain Greek word, which is icon. Like in the beginning was the word. What is that? Logos. Logos. Logos is where we get the word logic. Logic, uh, reason, biology, uh, theology, astrology, you know, zoology, and all the logics, reason, 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 logos. So English words are very interesting. If you study very well, you can tell how you combine the two words. Like I said the other time, epidemics. Is it epidemics? Epidemics? What's epidemics? The top layer of the skin. Epi, epi. Epi is always the top. Episcopus, epi is a Greek word. Epi, on top, all right? And then um, television. Tele and vision. Tele and scope. Scope. So when the English words are a combination of other words, and you should find out. So icon, the, the, when it says that he is the image, the Greek word is he's the icon of the invisible God. I know some of you have icons on your phones and your computers. Icon is something that represents something else. That when you see, you get it, you get it. And God, Jesus Christ, when he came, he's the, you can't see God, but that's the icon, icon of God. He, 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 he's, in fact, he's actually, in Hebrews, he says that he's the express image of, the, of God's person. 
He's the express in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. He be, being the effulgence, being the brightness of his glory, and the express image. You see the image again. God created man in his image. The image again has appeared. The image of God's person. When Jesus said, I feel like preaching now. When, when Jesus said, okay, oh sorry, Thomas said, uh, show us the father. Jesus has been working with these people for three years. John chapter 14, from 8 and 9. Philip said, let's read it out. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the fathers, and it is sufficient for us. Let me do one of the things I tend to do. I always like to go back a little bit, just to give you a context. They were having a discourse, and Jesus was telling them that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Huh? Okay, I think I have to go back again. Jesus said, uh, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in me, believe in the, in the Father. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. He said, I'm going, I'm going to prepare a place. When I finish, I'll come for you. And where I am, there you will be. And then they said, <laughs> after saying that, they said, Thomas said, Lord, we don't even know where you are going. How can we know the way? Then Jesus said, I am the way to where I'm going. Huh? The destination is a person and the way is a person. He said, I am the way. That's where. So he, and the army was an answer to Philip said, where you are going? He said, can you imagine this? He said, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> he said, I'm going to prepare a place. I'm going, right? This is I'm going. I'm going to prepare a place. And then, what? let's all read that. Let's go. Oh. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and see you to myself, that where I am, there you may be. So I'm going somewhere, and when I finish, I'll come and get you to be with me, receive you to myself, that where I am, there you'll be. So, okay, all right, but where are you going? Tell us. We don't even know the way, let alone to know where you're going. And he said, I am the way to where I'm going. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, uh, but you are the way. So where are you going? He said, I am. I am I, me, myself, I am the way. That means the destination is the him itself. I am the, but he said, I'm going, but you said you are going. When you, but where are you going? Are you going to yourself? Where, where, where are you going? He said, no, I am the way, the truth, and the, no one comes to the Father. Ah, you are going to the Father. So, no, no that, this is what other religions don't want to hear. And they tell you that if you say this, you are being a, a bigot. You, you are, you are, how can you say Christianity is the only way? I didn't say it. The way said it. I didn't say it. I've never printed a book. I've never printed a book, let alone a Bible. It's in the Bible. Open it. Take it. What, what, what else can it mean? You want me to change my, my mind from what the Bible is saying? Or you want me to go and raise it? What? What, whatever, who can ever, whoever can convict Jesus of wrongdoing? Who can ever say, he said something and he said it wrongly? Who? No one in his days and now. So then if he says I'm the way, why don't I believe him? Yeah. Yeah. He said I'm the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. What's your problem with that? No, I don't want to accept it. That doesn't change anything. It doesn't change. The fact that you don't want it doesn't change the fact. Come on. Come on. No one comes to the Father except by me. Then that brought another question. He said, if you, if you had known me, you would, known, you, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and I've seen him. You see why I say, do you see why I say imitate God? Jesus is telling them, that's very philosophically unacceptable. Wow. He, said, if, look, he said, if you had known me, yes. listen to this, if you had known me, you would have known the Father. Wow. Okay, so do we know you? It depends on you. If you know me, then you know the Father. Then he says that, and from now on, you know him. And I've seen him. Are you, are you telling us about yourself? Because you're telling me if I know you, I don't have to go and look for any other thing. Once I know you, I've known the Father. Wow. 
If I've seen, because he's the image, please. He's the image of said, Once I know you, I have known the Father. And so he said, from now on, you know the Father. Why? Because he's saying you know me. But still, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And look at the next question. They didn't get it. Philip said, you know what? All these things you are saying, just show us the Father. All this thing you are preaching, preaching, preaching. Uh, okay. Just show us the Father. And Jesus, don't put the next verse yet. And that will be enough for us. And Jesus said, you are asking an elementary question on a day of graduation. <laughs> Philip, on the day of graduation, you are asking an elementary question. This is supposed to be the day of graduation. You finished your course. We are about to hand your certificate to you. You are asking a question that newcomers are usually taught before they start their course. Pastor, why are you saying that? Look at Jesus' answer. Jesus said, I've been with you all this, and you don't know me? Ah, ah, Philip! been all this while. So all the while you have been with me, what do you think? You've been here all this while and only white lions is what you are thinking about. He said, I've been with you all this while and you don't know me? Philip, he who has seen me, I am the father. That's why I'm telling you, I am the, I'm going to prepare a place. I'm going to the Father. Actually, I'm bringing you to me. That's why I say, where I am, I'll bring you to be myself. And, 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 and I am the way to where I'm going. I am the life, the truth. You can't come. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Why did he say that? Because he was, he's the image of the Father. The only image, God actually gave them instructions in Exodus chapter 20. Don't make graven image of anything on earth heaven. God forbid anything that looks like anything. So image, temples where you have image, image. In fact, the temple is even a bad name for a church. Um, wow. <laughs> let the Buddhists use it, but please. Buildings you go in and this is all this image, God's image. And God forbids that. So he told them, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, statue, or any likeness that's painting of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on earth beneath, or that is in the waters. Don't use that to represent me in your worship journey. Okay. Your journey of worship, you don't need images. Other religions might do with images, but with me and my, my people, I do not want them to have any image. Because my image is about to show up very soon. Any Christian worship that is full of image can never represent Christ properly. No wonder sometimes you end up having all these saints, all these dead saints. And all this, that, and this, that, and this, that, and you need this to pray. You need this, 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 image. So you'd never see the actual image of God in Christ. Woo! Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. It says that, <clears throat> it says that for we do not preach ourselves by Christ, uh, Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves as your born servant. Verse 6. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I love verse 6. For it is God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to, uh, uh, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Even God, watch this. What, you know what that means? God has to even shine that image, shine the light for you to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus. He said, God commanded, can you imagine? He commanded light. The whole place was dark. He didn't turn on light. God didn't have to turn on light. He just commanded, light up here. And the light showed in darkness. He commanded light to shine out of darkness. We have to find light. He doesn't find it. He just said, light, show up. He commanded that it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Not in darkness. It was there. So out of the dark, light shone. 
<laughs> in science, you can, there's never light in darkness. But no, no, it's not scientific. It's not natural. It's not real to have light in darkness. But God can command light to show up in darkness, shine out of darkness. Wow! Where is the source of light? Said out of darkness. The inside of darkness, there's light shining. It was God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Who has shone in our hearts? He's shown the light. God Himself has shown in our heart to give us the light of the knowledge of the. So the light of the knowledge for you to be born again, God must shine in your heart. Yeah. That's why when God is calling you to give your life to Jesus, don't turn it down because it's yeah. rare. It's yeah, not right. common for you to see the light. Yeah. It's God who wants to help. When He wants to help you, the first thing He do is He will call light in your heart. He will shine. Suddenly you realize the preciousness of Jesus. Yeah. Through the preaching, you realize, oh, I need Jesus. Jesus, how many of you have been to church and after church you feel like after a week or no, not a week, three days, two days, church is not on your heart. But when you came to church, in fact, there was a time, time I go, you say, I don't want to go to church again. So you came to, in fact, some of you this morning, you didn't come, you didn't want to come. Yeah, this morning you said today I'm not coming because oh, I'm bored, I'm bored. But you came and sat here, the pastor is preaching and you feel like, wow, how could I have missed this? I want this more. Yeah, do you know what? In ourselves, we will never choose God. No, 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 no. No human being in yourself have the capacity, the capability, the ability to choose God. You can't. Because your sense can't pick God up. You can't choose God. You won't choose him. So he has to, what? He has to shine the light. Oh, hallelujah. He, he has to shine the light in our hearts. He shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face. So the glory of God, watch this, the glory of God is in the face of Jesus. The glory of God, but you wouldn't know until God shines the light of the knowledge. When you know, ah! suddenly, he's more precious than your boyfriend. He's more precious than your girlfriend. He's more precious than your image. He's more precious than your pride. He's more precious than your attainment. Everything begins to lose value in the light of Christ. But when you look at Christ and you look at it, like this, this light, good, good, good. You see these lights? This is what you are saying, it's shining on my face. When the light is bright, you realize that if you want brighter light, as soon as brighter light comes, the other small lights, they don't. You would think you have light when you are in a dark place with a candle. You think you have good light. The candle will help until someone comes with a floodlight. When floodlight comes, candle doesn't mean anything. It's because the light of Christ hasn't been shown in your heart. That is why you think you don't need Christ. That is why you think all this church thing. But when you come into the arena, the zone, and the light is shown by God, suddenly you realize that, ah, I need Jesus. And it's not even just mental or intellectual. It's, you begin to have, you feel. It begins to get into your emotions too. The pastor is preaching, but it looks like he's reading you. The pastor is preaching, look like you are hearing more than the others are are hearing. And you are wondering, is this other guy hearing what I'm hearing? When you begin to think like that, because you are, the, the light has just shone. So you are beginning to see more than naturally others can see. Suddenly you feel like, let me know you more and more. Jesus, when I know you, I find you. When the word of God is preached, it allows the light of God to shine. Say, the light of God doesn't shine in our eyes. Because it's not a matter of physical issue. The only light that shines in the heart is the light of God. No one can shine light in your heart without opening your heart. But God's light shines in our heart with a purpose. To give us the light. To give us God shines in our heart to give us the illumination, the clarity of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Because he said, if you see me, you have seen me. Don't ask God, show me you. Pray, shine so I can see Christ. Because when you see Christ, you are not looking for God anymore. Because that's the God you are looking for. 
when you see him you have arrived Jesus is the, the image of the invisible God the God who no man has seen at any time First John chapter 4 verse 12 no man no one can see God no man has seen God at any time John chapter 1 verse 18 is Jesus, this is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus' own words. Look at this. I'll end on this. Let's read it aloud. Let's go. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared. Wow! The only, no one, no one has seen God. Jesus said, no one has seen God. So how do we see him? He said, don't worry, look at me. He said, look at me. The only, the only begotten. He has defined God. He has expressed God. He has revealed God. He has exegeted God. He has explained God. He has explained God by his physical presence. You know, some of you look, look like your dad. The last time I haven't seen my mother for over 15 years. And then she came to UK about four years ago or so. And then when she came after church, I was preaching after church. She was sitting near me. She was sitting with me. And I said, hey, you look, I, when you were preaching, all I was saying is that, can a human being look so much like his dad? And said, she said, you look so much like your dad, your mannerisms, your head. <laughs> <laughs> your head. Expressive. <laughs> So I can, based on my mother's testimony, I can say I look like my dad. But I can't say when you see me, you've seen my dad. I am not my dad. But Jesus said, if you see me, you see me. Your prayer should be, Holy Spirit, help me to see Jesus. Help me to see Jesus. The reason why you are not serious about your Christian life is because you haven't seen Jesus well. If you see Jesus well, no one will explain things to you. No one will beg you to serve. No one will beg you to come to church. Because when you see Jesus, what you cry out, I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more of you, Lord. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. God bless you for listening to the amazing message. We pray your life can never be the same. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you're always up to date. Be blessed.